Welcome into a new episode of Flippin' Bats. The season is underway officially. Opening day has come and gone, and it was as glorious as I ever could have imagined. We got everything. We got every single team playing in baseball for the first time since 1968 that happened. We had it all. We had players singing the national anthem. We had things happening that hadn't happened since at least 1901. What a day it was. I had a blast. Woke up. Baseball started. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. And, Alex, my question to you is, how was your opening day? Opening day, there's just something so magical about it. And I know we've talked about this. If you're in the baseball world, we like to think of it as kind of a national holiday. It's like Christmas morning for baseball fans. And I love it because there's so much hope. Every team starts with the exact same record, everybody has a chance to make it to the World Series. And we had games from 10 a.m. almost to exactly 10 p.m. We didn't, though, because of the pitcher's True. clock and the batter's clock. So games are a little faster. We'll get to that in a little bit. But it was just such a beautiful day with so many great things happening in every single game. I, I love how everyone says, you know, like everyone says what you just said. Like it's. Everybody has a chance to make the World Series. Do they? Yeah. There's hope. You want to believe. You know what keeps a team going is hope. What keeps people going in life? Hope. On day one, everybody starts with the exact same record. And everybody has that dream and that hope. And if you're a professional baseball player, you better hope that that is your goal and that's what you're going into the season wishing for. So, yes. Yeah. Hope. I just, you know, yeah. (laughs) Everybody, <laughs> I have hoped that it was going to be a great opening day, and it definitely was. What what a blast. And again, this seems crazy, but baseball got this one right. All 30 teams played on opening day yes. for the first time since 1968. Like, why hasn't that happened I, I every single year? I don't know. Like, don't that's know. crazy to think about. To be fair, there was one year, like five to ten years ago, that it was supposed to happen. But there was weather that ended up not making it happen. But yesterday, okay. everyone played first time since 1968. And Alex, you're immediately, immediately thrown right into a new look baseball. Yeah. And for all the talk that was there of the pitch clock and spring training, and you have a massive pitch clock on the backstop in spring training, it hits you right in the face, and it's right there in front of you. And some people liked it, some people hated it. But the pitch clock yesterday. I have to say Ooh. was awesome. I loved it. And and this might this might I might be in the minority here. I I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was smooth. I thought it was quick. I thought it was a good pace. I didn't yep. think it was too fast. I thought it went smooth. I thought there was a lot of action. Um and from what I from what I did see online, I think people were loving it. I know players like it. I think I think the change of not having the clock huge right behind the hitter on the screen is great. And you almost don't even feel it and, or don't even sense it. And obviously there were a few infractions, but players are getting used to it. I thought the game moved really well. I thought the pace of games was really good. 
Um, and look, it's not like this crazy drastic difference. The average game time last year in Major League Baseball was three hours and six minutes. Yesterday was two hours and 50 minutes, right? Like, that's 15 minutes is a big 50. Yeah, so it's like a. Oh, I thought you were minute. saying two hours and 15. No, 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 no. I'm saying so the 15 minute yeah. difference, it, it makes up for it in the long run. We saw that because normally we yeah. see 7 p.m. games end. 10 p.m. or after. Wait, yeah. All games were done by 9:45 last night Pacific. Yeah, there it was typical last year when all of the all of the games start at once, right? Seven o'clock, seven ten in yeah. that time frame. Most of them are done around 10 to 10:15, but there was und- there was always a game West Coast going until like 11 o'clock. Usually the Angels, if <laughs> if not later. So I I really enjoyed it. Um, another thing that came about from from these rules, what, what, one thing with the pitch clock that I'm not going to love. Okay. There's already a bit of a problem with umpire egos in the game, right? I think, I think personally umpires realize they're getting a little more and more and more phased out of the game. Replay comes involved. Okay, they have less of a, a stance because they can get it overturned. I also think they know that uh, an automatic strike zone is on the horizon within the yeah. next five Five years, I'd say it's it's happening. Um, so I, I think they like to put their stamp on the game. And one thing that happened yesterday while Jeff McNeil was hitting for the Mets was that he was given a strike violation. Not for anything he did. Because Pete Alonzo took too long to get back to first base. Jeff McNeil was given a strike violation. That feels a little much. Now, look, the reason the reason behind it all, there was a foul ball. Pete Alonzo ran to second base, was rounding the base. You know, he did his normal thing, and he walked back to first base, which is a thing that does happen because the batter doesn't want to be out of breath sprinting back to first base after just sprinting to second base. So he walked back. The umpire steps out, gives Jeff McNeil a strike violation for Pete Alonzo not getting back to the base in time. I wholeheartedly disagree with that back to my entire point here i think the rule is is good and i think it will ultimately be great there will there will be tweaks along the way but umpire egos can't be involved here that was ridiculous is that part of the rule i don't think i remember learning that when we went into the season of like okay it's 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 on the pitcher and the batter to get in your position during that window but now an outside factor a player can then get you a strike is that so legal so there were a couple of things that came to mind yesterday that i don't know if they've completely been discussed and this is one of them like technically jeff mcneil wasn't in the box and ready by the eight second mark technically now there were there was a runner that had to run to second and get back to first like what are we doing here bump the clock turn it off for a pitch like i don't know but the the rule states the batter has to be in the box and ready by eight seconds. Jeff McNeil was not. So the umpire called that. Okay. I think it's ridiculous that he did call it. Another one that came to mind. This is another rule. The pitcher can only pick over twice with a runner on base. If he picks over a third time, he has to pick him off. I don't know yet how I feel about this rule, but the one thing that came to mind here was let's say he picks over twice, yeah. right? Doesn't get the guy. Picks over a third time. Runner, let's say the runner gets a huge lead, right? A 10-foot lead. Pitcher picks over for the third time. 
Runner gets in a rundown. First baseman throws it to second. Runner immediately turns around and gets back safely to first base. He wasn't picked off. What happens? That's the third pickoff over without getting the runner out. What happens? I don't think people have thought about this. No. I was thinking about it watching the game, but it legitimately, third pickoff over, he didn't get picked off. I is it a is it a technical balk? Does the runner get second base? I don't know. We got it'll come up at some point. I yeah. know it will. And I think they're probably hopefully having conversations about it. But uh the the pickoff thing, larger bases really led to a lot of steals yesterday. Which is what um, they wanted. That's that, what they that, wanted. That was the point of it's having bigger fun. bases. Yeah. Yeah. It was so look, this this is this is big. You want to talk about game time being a big difference? 15, 20 minutes in that range, big difference. This is a huge difference. Opening day last year. There were five stolen bases, four caught stealing, 56% success rate. Yesterday, 21 stolen bases, two caught stealing, 91% success rate. Now, I must say, there were more games. Everybody was playing. Yeah. But 21 stolen bases, two caught stealing, 91%. That's a big deal. It's fun. Yes. Guys are are getting on base, stealing bases, moving guys over. Baseball is back to more than just the three true outcomes of a walk, a strikeout, or a homer. We're seeing guys put balls in play. The shift is out there, but something, again, we're not really noticing because yeah. it's not like super noticeable. On you, There's this guy standing out there. Guys are getting on base, stealing bases. I I loved it. The new rules are, are in place and, and in good shape. I, I think. think they're great. I The whole point of these new rules was to – make the game more exciting. Obviously, offense makes games more exciting. So you're going to see more stolen bases. You're going to see more hits. You're going to see faster pace of game. And we're getting all of that just in day one. It's only been one day. I mean, today's day two, which is going to be amazing. But I think we're off to a really strong start. Can I propose a new rule? What? I would like to promote propose a new rule. Okay. One player every game has to sing the national anthem. <laughs> Player well, singing the anthem. I'm going to tell you here as someone who like interviews, you interviewed the players for 10 years live in the stadium. Most of the players don't even like talking in the stadium because there is an echo. So what we saw yesterday was a gift. I It was it was, a gift. It was awesome. Um, we'll talk about this more. Adam Wainwright sung the national anthem. And that's my new rule is, and I, I thought about this. We, we need... <laughs> One home team player to sing the national anthem every single game, and you can't repeat a player on a homestand. So you can't have Adam Wainwright sing every game. Next game, maybe Wilson Contreras has to sing, or Lars Nootbaar has to sing the no. national anthem. But it was great. <laughs> it right? was. Who cares if the guys get the, – the crowd loved it. He loved it. Yeah. Ah, give me more of that. The rules are great. They're in good shape. We had records being broken. Adley got on. Adley, Adley Rutschman got on base six times. George Springer had yeah. five hits. First time that's happened. Two players get five hits on opening day since at least 1901. Ah, uh, baseball is back, and I was just I was on cloud nine yesterday. It, it was incredible. We also saw so many dreams come true. We saw some rookies just come out of the gates with incredible opening yeah. days. But with all of the amazing stuff that happens on opening day there are also going to be some unfortunate injuries. And right out of the gates, we have two pretty big names ending up on the IL, starting with your brother, 
Justin Verlander. Yeah, Justin ends up on the IL to start the year. Um, the exact reasoning is he's on the IL with a low-grade Terry's major strain. Let me first say that that sounds a lot worse yeah. than it actually is. It's not bad. And he's extremely disappointed, obviously, yeah. to start the year on the IL with a new team. But this injury is not bad. And he, he will be okay. And look, here here's what he had to say about it. Okay. You know, first off, he said, other than no injury at all, this is best case scenario. Right? And that's ob- best case scenario is you're not hurt at all. And he's starting on Saturday. But if something is going to happen, this is this is best case scenario. Um, he's he's going to be fine. He said if he if this was the end of the year or playoffs, he would be pitching. But the truth of the matter is that's not. This is we're just out of spring training. It's the first week of the year. The Mets will be fine. They're going to be in contention down the stretch. They're probably going to be a playoff team, and you'd much rather be safe than sorry. And Obviously, he's or this. He also said he's still going to be able to throw, which is a big deal. Um, his, this is what he said in the interview. I think if it was late in the year, pitching is definitely on the table. Playoffs, I'm definitely pitching. Being the beginning of the season, coming off spring training, it just makes too much sense to not push it. I think the fact that I'm still going to be able to throw is showing how minor of an injury it is. So, I can't. He's so disappointed, obviously, but. Um, is this is this isn't bad? A Terry's major strain makes it sound that does not sound good, but he's okay. And um, I just I know he's disappointed, but obviously, but it, it just makes it makes too much sense. Why push? How it much early time? In the year? How much time do you miss with something like this? I, I mean, I he's Dude. on the IL. I I he's still throwing. I I would imagine a world, and this is not coming from him or yeah. anybody, but I don't I don't imagine a world in which he misses more than. Then a couple of starts. Okay. Um, I, he's not starting Saturday. I don't think he – he's not going to start the um, the home opener now, I don't believe. Okay. But I wouldn't imagine it's – I wouldn't imagine it's more than a month. I mean, he's still throwing moderately is what – he's still going to be throwing yeah. hard. Uh, it's just kind of a little a little step – a little step off the break at this point in the year. He's going to re-scan again in a week. So that's okay. what – he felt a little something – Ends up getting an MRI. The MRI so shows this very minor, a very minor um, strain, and he's going to rescan again in in a week. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm no doctor, but the MRI in a week will tell us a little bit more. I think. Did you know this before we all knew this? Remember, I picked your brother for Cy Young, and you didn't. Oh, at that point, I did. No. Okay. At that point, I okay. didn't. Okay. Okay. That's not. I That's fair. Spencer, That's fair. But I, I, I got Spencer Strider I got, because I like Spencer. Okay. Strider. I gotta ask. I gotta ask no, no, here. No. I'm like I, I didn't thinking know. over here. I'm like insider information. No, no, no. At that point, I didn't. I was about to call a family meeting. I get it. Um. So yeah. Again, I say this one more time. In in this instance with Justin, makes far too much sense to not push it, which is another thing we saw. And one more ace going down. Max Freed ends up with an injury most likely going on the IL. And again, what what he said and what the team, the Atlanta Braves is saying is it just makes it's so early in the year. So early. You got to be cautious with your guy. There's no point in pushing it. Uh, but Max Freed on opening day sprints over to first base to cover the bag, ends up kind of grabbing at his hamstring a little mm. bit coming out of the game. So from what I what I ended up hearing here is 
This actually didn't happen on the sprint over to first base. Uh, he said he felt it a little bit bef right before that, and then the yeah. sprint to first base just kind of excelled the accelerated the process of whatever he was feeling in his hamstring. So um, Brian Snicker, manager, said Max Fried is more than likely going on the IL. Okay. He's definitely going to miss a start is what he said. And uh, he, th he went back to the mound, threw a pitch, and realized something wasn't right and came out of the game. So a couple of aces co-aces with yeah. Justin going down and um yeah things happen early in the year it's cold outside you don't want to push things so that's what we're seeing <laughs> brave seeing Max Freed get injured you see the I did the freak out yeah. yeah the freak out tweet I mean these these things happen you're playing sports you're always going to see a couple big names go down in the beginning you never want to see it happen but the good news is not season ending. Not season ending. Not season ending. Not not and by not by yeah. So any, that's the most important yeah, part here. Not by any everyone's going to be the okay. Imagination. Left hamstring discomfort, maybe a little strain for Max Fried and a low grade Terry's major strain, but minor, major minor, major major minor, major minor. Oh, music. So that's the that's the news there. All right. Well, uh, let's have some fun here. Okay. okay? Like We're going to play uh, a new game, new segment called Make a Statement. So I'm going to give you a bold take. Okay. You're either going to agree with me or you're going to disagree with me and tell me why. Okay. Yeah. I like it. You ready? Agree or disagree. Agree That's or all disagree. I have to do. Okay. Yeah, but you got you to gotta give me some no, like, give juice a reason. Yeah, behind yeah, yeah. it. Okay. 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 First one up Aaron Judge will lead all players in home runs this season. Mm. Yeah. Lead all players in home runs this year. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. I okay. think Aaron Judge is the best power hitter in the game of baseball right now. Do I think he hits 63 and breaks his own record and pushes towards like Barry Bonds is right? No, I I don't. I do, I don't think we see more than last year. Although he's on pace for 162 homers right now, so you never really know. Uh, I think I agree with this. I think he's I think he's the best power hitter the game of baseball has right now. I think he will. I think he'll end up leading the league in homers. All right, and he's also a good starter. Yeah, I mean he, a homer he on hit, opening day. He hit the first very first home run in the season yep. opening day. First at bat, second pitch he saw Beautiful. the season, right back to yeah, picking up right where he left off. Yep. Okay, well, for the most part. I, I, the reason I say that is because a lot of people were like, it ended Judge is not picking up right where, well, is he? Like, they lost in the playoffs and he was getting booed in his stadium. Picked off right where he left off in the regular season last year. That's the, that's the. <laughs> just I, a little petty. That's okay. No, from the fans, yeah. he was getting booed in the playoffs. Yeah. The guy just broke the all time American League home run record. And I didn't like that. So, you know, they're going to go on and say, picked up, well, you were booing him in, uh, in October. What do you mean? I digress. I agree. Mm. Leads the league mm. in homers. Mm. Okay. Let's move on to our second statement. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Shohei Otani finishes <sighs> top three in strikeouts in Major League Baseball. In all of Major in League Baseball. In all of Major League Baseball. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, he ended up with 10. 10 on opening night. Uh... To me, this all depends on if he's starting every five five days. And I, I still think he's going to be like every six days. Mm -hmm. So, hmm, ninth and tenth strikeout. This is tough. Give me yeah. a second here. Let me just think through this. Let me let me let me give you some while you're thinking. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some Otani sound here to just make you feel 
like you should probably take it. Okay. Do, do we have it? Do we have a little Otani? <laughs> He's laughing at you, man. He's laughing at you. Um, <laughs> look, I'm. Uh, I'll. I will agree. Yeah. I I'm gonna agree because I think stuff wise, like he's he's like the nastiest pitcher in baseball. My my only concern is that if he's throwing every sixth day compared to every fifth day, that he's gonna end up with a few less starts than some of the aces throughout the year. However, if he's healthy and pitches every sixth day the entire year, there's really not any like he's. He's striking out like eight to ten guys every time he's out on the mound. Mm-hmm. He's nasty. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. And you know, yesterday he struck out ten plus batters in a game with no runs allowed on opening day. Um, only 26 times has that happened since 1901. Yeah. You know, like the guys. You know, I'm I'm gonna agree. Yeah. I'm gonna agree. I just hope he gets the number of starts. Okay. Okay. All right. Our next statement. Adley Rutschman will lead all catchers in RBI. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna disagree. Okay. He's on the he's on the Orioles. Yeah. And JT Realmuto is on the Phillies. Yep. And Will Smith is on the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So do I? Th- I I think Adley Rutschman. I'm not ready right now to say that Adley Rutschman is the best catcher in the game of baseball. I still think right now you got to say JT Realmuto for that. But I think he's I think he's heading in that direction. I also think there's a very very real chance that by the end of the year we're considering Adley the best catcher in baseball. Opening day, five hits, six times on base. That's that's a record. Yeah. And drove in a bunch of runs. I'm going to say no simply because I think he has less opportunities to do it with the offense that he's in. I think JT and Will Smith will end up with far more opportunities, meaning they will end up with more RBIs. All right. Our next statement. Toronto will lead Major League Baseball in runs scored. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh-huh. Lead Major League Baseball in runs scored. I'll I'll disagree. Though I love their though I love their offense. Uh huh. And their opening day debut. Yeah, they looked good. They're off to a good start. I I th- yeah. Then who? If not the Blue Jays, who's going to lead Major League Baseball in runs scored? Who's who's scoring the most runs? I think the Phillies might lead baseball in most runs scored and most runs given up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be yeah. madness every single game out there. I mean, the Phillies, the Phillies' offense is gonna rake, and then they gave up what eleven runs on opening day. They play in a bandbox of a stadium that's more than capable of scoring tons of runs every time out. Um, I think the I think the Padres will be up there with one of the best. They didn't look great on opening day, but they'll they'll be there. They'll be fine. Um, so the odds. The odds say I should disagree with this. I have a few other yeah. teams that I would take. Phillies, Padres, teams with great lineups. Um, mm. So I'm going to – I'll disagree. But no, mm. it doesn't mean I don't love – I yeah. love them. As we all know – You have them winning. I have, the, yeah. I have the Jays winning the AL East. A large part of that is because of the top three guys in their rotation. Their, yep. their pitch – their closer is good. So they're more than just their very good offense, and their offense is very good. So don't think, like, Ben hates the Jays because he's saying no to this. No. No. I just – the odds say that I should disagree with this because there's other teams that I think can. 
All right, we'll see. And our final statement. Mm-hmm. The Cubs will make the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to disagree. Ooh. To me, I'm disagreeing because I, I, this was my easiest disagree. Okay. The Cubs the Cubs didn't surprise me yesterday. They looked great, and I, I think they will have a good year. And I think they can be in contention down to the last – month of the year this is what i expect i expected the cubs to be i think their pitching is very underrated i think their offense will be pretty good up the middle dansby and nico horner cody bellinger defensively in the outfield now are they a playoff team this year no i don't think they made that big of a jump i think they had one of the best off seasons of any team in major league baseball i really do but are they a playoff team let's look at who they have to be better than in the national league to get in the playoffs, right? You're going to have three division winners. Let's let's use the Padres and the Dodgers as one of them's going to win the division, one's going to be a playoff team. Yeah. NL Central division winner, that's three, okay? Let's, for sake of argument, say it's the Cardinals. That's three teams. Then you have the NL East. I think, at minimum, the Braves and the Mets make the playoffs, yeah. right? So then we're at five. So then let's let's think about who's left out there. In the NL West, I think the Diamondbacks will be a sleeper. In the NL Central, either the either the Brewers or the Cardinals right there. Okay. So let's say Brewers since I picked Cardinals for the division. Okay. And then the Phillies. Are the Cubs better than the Phillies? Are the Cubs better than the Brewers right now? That one's a little closer. But the answer, the question to me is, are the Cubs better than the Phillies? I would say no. I say disagree. Cubs don't make the playoffs, but I think they're vastly improved around a 500 team and will be in contention down the stretch. All right. Fair? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to put them above a team that was in the World Series yeah, last year. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and added to their lineup. So, I mean, exactly. the pitching's a little hurt at the moment, but yeah. they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Fair. Good job. Nice bold statement. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> hey, thanks. All right. We're going to move on to most impressive team of the day. Because as we said, we saw every single team in Major League Baseball play yesterday. We saw some crazy games. We saw some fast games. We saw some just like incredible moments. So what team stood out to you the most as the most impressive team yesterday? Um, Okay, I have one. Are we both? We're both picking one. Okay, great. Mine is the Texas Rangers. I was very impressed with the Rangers. A lot of – I would – I don't know if there was enough hype coming into this season about the Rangers. And where there was hype, it was around the guys they signed last year and then Jacob deGrom. Well, guess what? Jacob deGrom wasn't very good. No. Didn't do well. So you have your ace that is going out there. The stands were packed expecting to see Jacob deGrom dominate on the mound. He didn't. And Mm -hmm. he was knocked out of the game early. Yeah. The Rangers get behind 5-0. End up scoring nine runs in an inning. First team with nine-plus runs in an inning on opening day since 1997. And end up winning this game. I think the final was 11-7. to Yeah. So, offensively, super, super impressed by them. And it wasn't really Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager that were the guys, like, really leading the charge there, which you know they're going to be good this year. The whole offense was good. Josh Young, the the young guy over at third base, good. Robbie Grossman, a huge homer in this game. Super impressed by the lineup. 
Very impressed by their ability to bounce back after Jacob deGrom took that huge hit and they end up falling super behind, uh, big time behind early in the game. I was I was very impressed with the Texas Rangers. I think this team has the ability to to compete with some of the other playoff teams in in the in the American League. Are they going to win the AL West? Probably not. Do they have the 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 possibility of making the playoffs? Absolutely, mm. they do. I was very okay. impressed. You know, Jacob Degrom's going to be better, right? As long as he's healthy and out there, I, I as long as Jacob Degrom <laughs> is pitching, I don't worry about Jacob Degrom. He's going to be just fine. He was throwing a hundred nasty slider. Degrom will be fine. Their rotation is completely revamped, and their offense appears to be very good. Showed me a lot. Very impressed with them on opening day. Okay, who's yeah, yours? I, I got a little worried though after Degrom's outing. Like there yeah. was a moment there, like, ooh. Did the Rangers make the right choice? Did they overpay for DeGrom? Is the team going to be able to recover? I was worried, too. You know what? I I was thinking about this watching. Like, I want home teams to win on opening day because it's the day that no matter who you're a fan of, the stands are packed. You're going to see your home team, and you're more likely to to go back to games, right, if you have a good performance on on game one. So the Rangers, who are in this weird kind of in-between phase and on the up, you pack the stands opening day. Jacob Degrom on the mound. You're quickly down five nothing, and I'm like, oh boy, Uh-oh. these fans are yeah. gonna be like pretty Ooh. upset. And then it ended up being a great game. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Yep. All right. Who's yours? My team is another game that was absolutely insane. I'm yeah. picking the Toronto Blue Jays. That was probably hey, what a game. One of the wildest games yesterday. A back and forth battle between the Cardinals that came down to the ninth inning, it was absolutely insane. You had Vladdy Jr. putting them back on top in the eighth inning and then getting that sack fly in the ninth that ended up being the go-ahead run. George Springer went five for six. Like, you, we saw even on the other side, Jordan Walker making his major league debut, getting his first hit. There was so much going on in that game that the fact that the Blue Jays were able just to pull it out in this back-and-forth battle in the ninth inning – just, I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited for this offense. I'm excited for this team. I, I was starting to see uh, kind of going on your side where you're thinking they were going to win the division, and I was giving you a hard time. Like, why are you <laughs> picking them over the Yankees? And watching them yesterday, I was like, oh, they got fight. They got grit. They got fight. And they have enough guys that it's not just one you're depending on to go out there and make a difference and get this manufacture runs to win a game. Yeah, that's what was impressive. Like, you know, their offense is one of the better offenses in baseball. Dalton Varsha, who I've said a million times, I think was the most underrated pickup of the offseason, had their first RBI of the season already paying dividends. But then they they fall behind late in the game. To your point, this game was incredible. Back and forth, it was insane. Tons of runs. Um Tons of action. And by the way, this game lasted like three hours and 14 minutes, I think it was. Like, all that action. and Which was crazy. I mean, they had a combined between the two teams. 19 runs, 34 hits. The Blue Jays' 19 hits were the most in club history on opening day. Yeah. So you got so much action, excitement. Yeah. I the, love a back and forth The Blue battle. Jays, the offense showed up. Yeah. The pitching didn't for them. But Alec Manoa, you know, he's going to be fine. He's yeah. great. Their starting pitching is great. Jordan Romano came in at the back end and was really good. Their offense did damage against the Cardinals closer in a in a the first save opportunity of the year. 
Ryan Helsley throws 100 miles an hour. They got to him. Jordan Romano came in and shut the door. Yeah, Blue Jays look great. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. Okay. We've talked a lot about opening day already, but now I want your top three moments of opening day. Okay. Starting with number three. My number three moment on opening day was Anthony Volpe. Yes. Just not like not necessarily his performance on the field, though he did steal a base and got on base, stole a base, first ever career stolen base. Great. No, it was just like the moment, right? Yeah. Like he got arguably a louder ovation than Aaron Judge did. Yep. And just seeing him, there was a video of him standing in the dugout, getting ready to get announced, and this kid right yeah like literal kid yeah is standing there looking out at yankee stadium his name gets called he runs out on the field he's basically tabbed as like Derek jeter 2.0 for the yeah. yankees right but volpe grew up in new jersey he was a diehard yankees fan like 10 years ago i think it was nine years ago he was in the stands at yankee stadium getting an autograph from Derek jeter and then fast forward to, to yesterday, and he's getting called out to be the Yankees' opening day shortstop. And then they do the roll call, which they do at Yankee Stadium, which is one of the great traditions in yeah. baseball. And they get to Anthony Volpe, another insanely awesome moment for him. And he lifts up his jersey, kisses the New York Yankees logo, and tips his hat to the crowd. And I just got goosebumps saying yeah. it. It was a great moment. I think this will ultimately be a great – I think it will ultimately be a big day that we will see for a long time to come is him taking the field and doing that, kissing the logo for, for the New York Yankees on opening day. I think it's some, I think Anthony Volpe will be a star, and I think we'll look back in years to come and remember that moment. Oh, I mean, we literally watched his childhood dreams come true. Yep. And, and if you didn't get chills in that moment, seeing what was going on and then hearing him talk after the game of how emotional it was going to be the moment that he saw his mom and dad, that they got to be there and share it with them, and knowing how big – of a dream this was for him, just all coming down to this one moment was just, it's what the game's all about. It's, it's making dreams come true. Yep. I love it. I agree. Totally. Second moment. All right. My number two moment from opening day. Best, second best moment of opening day is Adley Rutschman's performance. You know, this guy came into the league with all of the hype in the world, right? Number one prospect. Took him a while to get called up. Injuries were involved. He finally gets called up last year. Has a great year. Gets himself into contention for the AL Rookie of the Year award, despite not playing much. And then this is his first opening day. What are we going to get from Adley on opening day? History. Yeah. That's what we're going to get. He was on base six times. Five hits. All of those are an opening day record for a catcher. Five hits on base. On <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> I almost just fell on the floor. <laughs> My God. Woo! Take a breath. Take a breath. You yeah. okay? Man. And we're back. This chair's more relaxing. There though. you go. But producer's going to hate me because it's like rocking. Now. <laughs> He's not like Five hits, six times on base, an opening day record, and Adley is well on his way to being the best catcher in the game of baseball. I don't think he is right now. I don't think it's fair to JT Real Muto to say that. But, man, is he on his way. What a what a day. And for me, it's not just his historic day. It's his slide into second base. I don't know if you saw this, Alex. What? He hit a ball 
Goes to second base. He had done everything. I think at this point he was already like three for three in the day. Okay. Gets another hit. Sprints to second base. Goes to slide into second. And it was a fiasco. Perhaps the most unathletic slide you will <laughs> oh, ever yes. see. Yes. Goes into second. Feet first. But oh, like. Oh. <laughs> kicks him. Did he if kick you're him? watching now, you can see. He like plants his foot in the ground. Goes head over heels. Face first. Scorpion kicks into the air, <laughs> kicks the guy covering second base. Oh. It was just a fiasco. Luckily, we're able to laugh because he Everyone didn't get hurt. Everyone was okay. But man, was that, that Oof. what I a day! About for, that. What a day for Adley. I love. I think I tweeted something like Adley Rutschman, great swing, check. Great opening day, oh, yeah. check. Great catcher, future superstar. Great hair, check. Great slider. No way. No. No. Wrong. Not it. <laughs> Uh, great day for Adley. That's you can't two. be perfect at everything. A homer in his first at bat of the year. Yeah. Great stuff. That's all you can do. Okay. Before we get to your number one, we're actually going to start it with some sound because the Cardinals announced a very special guest to sing their national yes, anthem. Yes, they did. Let's, let's listen to it. Please, please remain standing and remove your caps. Performing today's national anthem... One of the most up-and-coming singers from right here in St. Louis. Kicking off his final season as a player in St. Louis. Number 50, Uncle Charlie, Adam Wainwright. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what's so First off, I was wondering, I was wondering if we're gonna play the whole national anthem. So I'm going. Are we? <laughs> that was well. Now, <laughs> yeah, now yeah. We're not. That was <laughs> that was one of the coolest moments. That was to me. That was the coolest moment of the day. It surprised yeah. everybody. We saw him get out of line, and the, his teammates were like, "What?" And he like tips his cap, and the crowd goes wild. And Adam Rain, Adam Wainwright goes yeah. up and sings the national anthem on what could be his final opening day in Major League Baseball. After coming off of the WBC, yeah. pitching for his country, singing the national anthem on opening day, crowd and teammates going nuts. How cool was that? And I must say, not he was good. Bad, right? He was good. I mean, my husband's a singer, a musician. Like, I'm very, like, for someone who doesn't do that for a living. Great phew, pipes. Great. A little bit of practice. He's got a career. He's got a country career in him. He's got a little twang to him. But I, what I love the most was seeing his teammates next to him be like, Oh snap! Yeah, that's you. That was You're so going cool. up. Like I, I want to know who knew. Did anybody know, or was it like a complete surprise? To everybody? I looked like a that complete was surprise. So cool. Great pipes, and like you said, shout yeah. out, shout out, Pepper. By the way, yeah, 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 Pepper. Great. Yeah, he's Thank a singer. You. Yeah, yeah, husband's band. Shout out, Pepper. Yeah, yeah. and shout Thanks. out Adam Wainwright. Yeah, maybe he could be part of Pepper. That's <laughs> the collab the world needs. Adam Wainwright in. <laughs> the band Pepper performing. That'd be great. Uh, that was my number one moment, Alex. That was yeah. really cool. Um, opening day, special day, sentimental, and could be even more sentimental for him being perhaps the last yeah. one and getting to do that. Really cool. <sighs> Let's just take that in for a moment. Because there's there's been so many great things from opening day. But now we're going to look ahead. 
And we have this new segment called The Weekend Menu. Okay, we're going to have three things that we're, we're each looking forward to. Our appetizer, our entree, our dessert. Just to get you guys ready, what you need to look out for. So let's start with our appetizers. What, what's your app for this weekend? Um, mine is the White Sox and Astros. And specifically Lucas Giolito being on the mound for the White Sox in their next game. Look, I, I picked the White Sox to win the AL Central. And I think that was a pretty, like, I think that was one of my more hot takes of yeah. the division picks because they were picked to finish third. They looked great on opening day. Dylan Cease was as dominant as he possibly could have been. The mustache was out in full force. He looked it looked he looked great pitching. Yeah. But the mustache did as yeah. well. And they took down the Astros on opening day. The Astros hadn't lost an opening day in 10 years. They've won every opening day for a decade. And the White Sox took them down. Oof. So for me, this is a this is a great series with a bunch yeah. of stars, heavyweight guys, Lucas Giolito on the mound. I'm looking forward to Giolito because we've seen dominance from him before. We've seen him be an ace of a staff, and he, he wasn't that last year. So now we get to see him back out there against a very good lineup. This series has been very good. That's my, uh, yeah. that's my, that's my appetizer for the weekend. I like what it. What about you? My appetizer is I'm a big fan of the pitch clock. There I said it. And if you're not, I want you to really – Watch the games this weekend and understand and feel the pace of the game. Not necessarily making it faster, but it feels like every moment is exciting. There's no dead space in between. You're not watching a pitcher like walk around the mound, battered, taking a, a bunch of timeouts. It really feels like the flow of the game is getting to a place where every moment feels exciting. And this is what Major League Baseball was hoping for. This is why they brought in the new rule. And I think it's it's being executed well, minus a, a couple little gray areas that yeah. were we talked about at the top but of the show that were pickups. yeah, there's gonna be growing pains in any new change. But if you're not a fan, I really want you to pay attention to the pace of the game and, and really watch the games this weekend. Yep. That's my appetizer. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right. Our my, entrees. Uh, my entree, if oh, you will. What is your entree? My entree. For my entree, I'm watching Spencer Strider feast on the Nationals lineup en route to his NL Cy Young campaign. <laughs> it starts Spencer Strider's debut against the Nationals. He's gonna dominate. I'm gonna I'm gonna be locked in on that. Fastest pitcher in MLB history in a season to 200 strikeouts in only 131 innings last year. Now we get, injuries aside, a full season of Spencer Strider on the mound. I think Spencer Strider is the ace of this Brave staff. I know Max Fried got the, the tab there to start on opening day. I think this is the best pitcher in their rotation. We get to see him start off against a, the Nationals lineup that isn't great, and he's going to feast on opening day. That's what's going to happen. Spencer Strider kicking off the Cy Young campaign. All right. I love it. What's yours? My entree is keep an eye on the Padres. Now, they're a team that I think a lot of people have very big expectations this season. They have an all-star lineup. There is no reason they should not be putting up a ton of runs in games. They did not have a great opening day. They lost to the Rockies. Watch and see how they respond with this new lineup 
Watch and see how they do. Xander Bogarts had a great Padres debut. And let's see if they can figure it out and they can get it together and turn things around this weekend. It would be the most Padres thing ever yeah. to get swept by the Rockies at home on their opening series. Like With... the, the, the Rockies own the Padres. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're here supporting your Rocky, Rockies. I am. Colors. Hey, I. Oh. I didn't even think about that. What I did not have on my bingo card was <laughs> Alex Rock and Purple after opening day <laughs> for the Rockies. But alas, here we are. I like totally forgot they were purple. I was like, oh, this will be neutral. It's not going after any team. <laughs> you forgot purple. they're purple. Forgot what color did you think purple. they were? The mountains. I just thought about the mountains. Yeah, you thought they were the mountains? <laughs> I just, when I see their jersey, I just think of the mountains. <laughs> well. My bad. My bad. The Rockies' color is mountains. mountains. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, all right. Well, after you know, we got to finish off with yes. a little bit of a little dessert. dessert, if you will. For you me, got? it's more of the Jays and Cards series. Ooh, yeah. Man, that was a blast. 19 runs scored, as you mentioned. There's tons of offense in that series. We will get pitching. Kevin Gosman on the mound in game two for the Blue Jays. Runs galore. Good pitching possible. Jordan Romano in the back end of the bullpen. Lights out, closers. Cardinals, Helsley back there as well. This is a fun series. And this is, you know, the Cardinals offense is every bit of what I thought it could be. Their pitching is every bit of what I I think people thought it would be. Their offense is the real deal. And I'm just... We might be seeing a lot of runs in this series, so I'm I'm looking at that. Those are my favorite. I love offensive explosions. So you didn't like let's like the the Astros White Sox game. I thought the, I thought the best game no. of the day yesterday. No, mm. uh, uh-uh. we the, differ on this. The, we we know that we have opposite opinions on this. You love a pitching duel. I want to see dingers and an offensive explosion. The the Astros White Sox game yesterday. Elite starting pitching. Framberg against Dylan Cease. They were both dominant. We were getting helmet cam, by the way, which was awesome. Epic. I've been clamoring on about getting a <laughs> helmet cam for how long now? A year? Yeah. At least. We finally got it, and now the whole world's like, oh, look, helmet yeah. cam, cam's great. Yeah, I know it is. That's why I was asking for it. And now everybody can stop talking about me hitting 225 in the minors <laughs> because they can realize how hard it was to hit. Oh, this is personal. Yeah, hitting's hard. This is personal. And then you have those guys on the couch, guys or girls, sitting there shoving popcorn and ice cream down their throat saying, why'd you swing at that? It was in the Mm. dirt. Yeah, because you were thinking a 100-mile-an-hour fastball was coming. I digress. How would I even get on this? Oh, the helmet cam. It was in the the Astros White Sox game. So that that happened, right? You had helmet cam. You had elite starting pitching. You had timely hitting at the end of the game. You had a back and forth. You had a Jordan home run. You had a walk-off situation possible down to the last pitch. That was a beautiful baseball game. Great. Sound like give me Blue Jays Cardinals. Also a great game. Go. Yeah. All right. Okay. My dessert. How'd that even happen? How did I get on that? Dessert. Oh. Best game of the day. Best game of the day. And I said no. I thought the other one was the best game of the day. Okay. Okay. (sighs) <sighs> My dessert. Yankees captain and rookie are going to steal the show. Now, we saw it with Aaron Judge leading off his opening day 
with a home run. I will say it picking up right where he left off. And then we saw Anthony Volpe making his opening debut, the youngest Yankee rookie to start an opening day since Mickey Mantle. He got the standing ovation from the crowd. He knew how big that moment was, not only for him, but for his family. He was talking about just <laughs> the day before opening day, like trying to find the player's entrance, drive-in. He missed it twice trying to get in there, and it was just such like an aha moment. So now that like day one has settled in, I think we're going to see both these guys in different ways just become not only fan fa- obviously Judge is a fan favorite, but Volpe I think is very quickly going to become a fan favorite if he can perform and just keep doing what we have seen him be able to do. So I, I say keep an eye on the Yankees captain and their rookie. If if you're a Yankees fan, that was the perfect opening day. It was. Volpe's debut, had an exciting stolen base. Aaron Judge with a homer in his first at bat of the year. Garrett Cole breaking the all-time Yankees opening day strikeout record. Mm-hmm. And he did that in the fourth inning, yeah. might I add. Yeah. I mean, it's first game of the year, first first Yankees starter on opening day with 10 or more strikeouts. And he did that. It was the fourth inning. Yeah. Struck out the first seven batters of the game, or the first seven outs for him because he walked the first batter. His first seven outs were strikeouts. So you look at the Yankees' opening day, historic from Garrett Cole, Anthony Volpe debut, Aaron Judge homer. It was beautiful. That's what you want. It was beautiful. And a dominant victory. Yeah. That was a great opening day for them. It was. It was. Good good choice. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Time for some extra innings. And I know this one's very near and dear to your heart. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely it is. So, for my extra innings today. Yes. There was a big deal that came about in um, a big deal as in literally a new CBA agreement. Minor mm-hmm. leaguers now became a part of the MLBPA. So now minor leaguers have a union. Finally, right? And they struck their first deal just a couple of days ago, which is monumental for the game of baseball. You might say, well, I, you know, I only really watch Major League Baseball and let me know. No, this is huge for the game of baseball. All of these guys become minor leaguers and I, or be, not all of them, I didn't. A lot of these guys become major leaguers and yeah. all major leaguers played in the minor leagues. And I can't tell you how many guys I played with in the minor leagues that had all the potential in the world but had to call it quits because they just couldn't survive anymore. They couldn't provide for their family back home. They weren't making any money. Uh, They couldn't, they didn't have gas money to get to the field. Like this is real life stuff. Now that's completely changing. Pay will basically be at least double at minimum double. Um, So just a lot of good things there with minor leaguers and the union and the new deal that was struck historic. Definitely. Yeah, it is. Um, Alex, we, we, can't get out of here without talking about Shohei's outing yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like what? Yeah. Shohei Otani started on opening day yesterday and was great. Yeah. Now they ended up losing, but Shohei Otani took the mound, was dominant. Six innings, three hits, ten strikeouts, no earned runs for Shohei Otani. The hardest pitch of the game and the hardest hit ball of the game, both coming from Shohei Otani. I mean, he just continues to do it. Start of the year, opening day. Guess what? He's already breaking Statcast again. It's perfect. You yeah. look at the you look at the Statcast records after the game or the the stats. Hardest pitch, 
hardest hit ball of the game, Shohei Otani, and he was dominant once again on the mound. He was. And I think we saw possibly the catch of the day happen in the outfield while he was on the mound <laughs> pitching. I mean, that was a no-look, over-the-shoulder, insane catch. And, and uh, Shohei's reaction to the whole thing was just Yeah, just epic. the arms in the air. Epic. Yeah. Hard hit ball to right field. Definitely. Here, here's the video. Oh. De- <laughs> definitely a little bit misplayed. Yeah. <laughs> but ends up with a no look behind the back catch. It was one of the crazier catches yeah. I will e- I've ever seen. I mean, and Shohei's reaction, just arms immediately up in the air. He was baffled by this. I think everyone was, was who saw that happen. It was great. So, I mean, he took to the mound. And this is, again, what I like to see from Shohei. That first inning, kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, was struggling to find the strike zone and ends up locking in 10 strikeouts, a dominant performance. One interesting thing that I noticed, Shohei's um, pitch com is under his sleeve. Oh. And from everybody, normally the catcher has it or the pitcher puts it somewhere. Shohei, like, so what he has to do is memorize the keep. He has the keypad memorized, okay. and he's calling pitches that way. I thought that was really cool as well. Yeah. So Shohei's out. He was calling his own game. New catcher, Ohapi, behind the plate, who's the guy, only guy with an RBI. Six innings, three hits, ten strikeouts, and no earned runs. And as I mentioned earlier, yeah. only 26 times since at least 1901 has a starting pitcher on opening day gone out there, struck out that many batters, not giving up, not giving up an earned run. Ten or more strikeouts, no earned runs, only 26 times since at least 1901. Shohei and the Angels, it's the only time that one of those teams has lost. The only time. 26 <sighs> times since 1901. It's very Angels. 10-plus strikeouts, no earned runs allowed. No runs at all allowed on, on opening day. First time ever that pitcher's team has lost. Unfortunately, and sadly, I'm not surprised. You know what I'll say? What? The Angels last year got off to quite the start, right? Yeah. And it made everybody believe for just a little bit of time. Yeah. And maybe, and then there was actually, there's a lot of hype around the Angels this year. And there's still hype. It's it's one game, right? Yes. One game. Yeah. Shohei looked great. Mike Trout looked great. Mike Trout didn't get a hit, and he hit every single ball over 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, what? he lined out to center field, hit a ball a foot from the warning track in left field, or he ended up lining lining out twice again to left field. I don't know if the last one. The first three at-bats were well over 100 miles an hour. The last one might not have been. But, again, a line out to left field. Didn't get a hit. The Angels are going to be just fine, I believe. Opening day, don't worry about it. But my, my point, last year they got off to a really good start. And this year maybe it's like, oh, there was a little more hype. They'll be fine. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's bring it full circle here to the top of the show. Okay. What did I say every team has at the beginning of, uh, of opening day? Alex, let me, let me propose to you a hope. question. Hope. Everybody has hope. So you got to continue to have the hope let for the Angels to have a good season. If you were tomorrow yeah. to walk into the Oakland A's clubhouse and say, are you guys winning the World Series? They'd say no. Mm-hmm. Then that's not a major league team. You want every what single team to believe that they can win. That's the whole point of being a professional athlete. You go in with the mentality every single day, 162, we're making it to the postseason, we're winning. You have to have that mentality. Otherwise, what are you doing here? I'll tell you this. I 
I was never a major leaguer, right? But I was a professional athlete, and I knew going into the year when my team was shit. You just do. Are we going to win the championship? I mean, it's great to say that in theory, but I know that there's four other teams in our division that are exponentially better than us. Do they have hope? You got a will. Mind over matters. <laughs> mindset. You got to have the mindset. You can't even get there. It's not even possible to get there if you don't start with the right mindset. As you know, I'm Hope. just I'm frustrated by the Oakland A's organization. I've sounded off many times about them before. Alex, before we wrap up this show, let's make a let's make a wager. You want to make a flipping bats wager, me and you? Well, okay. If if the Oakland A's do not win the World Series, you owe me a dollar. Oh. <laughs> If the Oakland A's... I'm not picking. I didn't pick them to win the World Series. I'm saying every team should have that attitude internally throughout the season. I'm not saying I think they're going to win, but they personally, every team should have that mentality and that mindset going into the season and throughout the season if you even want a chance. No, I, I agree with that. Okay. In theory. So our wager. Here, we'll just make a wager. I'll take Angels. Want to do Angels? No. Oh. <laughs> Oakland A's. <laughs> I didn't agree with If the though. Oakland A's win the World Series, you give me a dollar. If they don't win the World... No, wait. If they don't win the World Series, you owe me a dollar. If they do win the World Series, I'll cut off my big toe. No. I'll cut no. off my big toenail. No. Shake. No, I don't, I don't want shake. injuries. Deal. Let's That's say, our deal. What? It's not an injury. No, I didn't shake. There's hope, right? You have There's hope. hope. I'm going to cut off my toenail. I don't have hope, but they need hope in themselves. All right. This has gone off the rails. This is it. <laughs> Opening day was great, and so is this show. Thank you all for listening. What a blast. We get to do it all again today and tomorrow and the next day until the first week of November. How's that sound? This year is going to be a blast. And Alex and I are going to be bringing you flipping bats every single day of the work week for the entire season, five days a week. Be here. Make sure you're listening. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Make sure you're subscribed so you're ready for everything. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple or Spotify or wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single thing we do on YouTube as well, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed opening day. The season is off and running. And until Monday, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.